0: Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today, Instagram has InstaSnap, their version of it. Uh, Pokemon Go gets sued, and Google sending some people to the Olympics. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. Oh, we forgot the music. Damn. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, uh, the show we break down. Uh, nerd culture and tech news from a black and brown geek perspective. I'm Joe Braswell. i joined as always by Keeley Shine. How are you, sir?
1: I'm well, man. Everything's well. Everything's good. Good to yes, see sir. you. I see you got the Star Wars shirt on. That's got good. the Star Wars sh- shirt on. Good. Yes, sir. Good, 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 good. Um,
0: busy week. Uh, it's actually two weeks in a row for us. This is That's good. That's, that's, that's I don't know. Maybe things are coming somewhat coming back to normal um lots to discuss uh but before that i want to get your thoughts on a couple things did you um
1: did you get to any did you get to any movies this last no, this week no i have not no movies in the last week um definitely planning to, to catch up on that and and you know this weekend and maybe the following weekend but yeah, i haven't been able to see the new star trek the new jason none of that so okay and uh, yourself oh, uh, yeah. me either i saw i
0: mean i saw star trek because i because i had to but i, I I did not see Jason Bourne, right. did, which is a travesty. I did yeah. not see, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Suicide Squad mm-hmm. uh, or anything else. But I did see, uh, we'll get to this a little later in the show, but I did one late night force myself to watch episode one of Stranger Things. Yes, sir. And um, I thought it was spectacular. Yeah. So I thought, I thought it was spectacular for a thousand reasons that I we we'll, could we'll talk about later. But, um, I mean, I'm late to this bandwagon. But it's you. You were absolutely right. It's 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 it's, it's uh, what I saw in that first episode was was really interesting.
1: Yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, when you when you binge watch the rest, I think you'll really be over the moon with it. Okay, so, cool, cool. All right,
0: so all right, let's just get into some of these stories. Um, so, DD, I can't ever say this right. Is it DD Chang? DD DD Khan? I can never say it. it's a anyway. China, <laughs> uh, Uber, the Uber of China. I think it's DD. I can't remember the Anyway, looks like they're going to buy Uber in China. Um, which, which I think this has always been a thing about. Um, you know, Uber trying to trying to penetrate these multiple markets, and China was always hard to do. Uh, they were trying to go in China, but they had to go against uh, Didi, Didi Chung, Didi Chang, and it looks like that that fight is over. Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, you talk about China as being you know a superpower in terms of their um, economic. Uh, PROWESS AND THE COMPETITIVENESS THROUGHOUT THE WORLD, ESPECIALLY IN THE GLOBAL ECONOMY, BUT AS IT RELATES TO THE TECHNOLOGY INDUSTRY, LIKE GOOGLE, FACEBOOK HAVE HAD A HARD TIME GETTING INTO THAT COUNTRY. TALK ABOUT THE GREAT WALL POLICY um, but like the firewall policy, how you can't, it's blocked in China. And so to have Uber as, as a Silicon Valley company, a tech company that's able to have such um, penetration in that country and such collaboration now, I think is, is really phenomenal um, because a lot of the, the the predecessors of Uber in terms of technology were had not been able to have the same type of lia- liaison with China. And so I think that is pretty um, exceptional. Um, and Uber just continues to expand, man. We've done stories about them going to Saudi Arabia and now China. Like, I mean, Uber is a superpower, um, as it relates to technology. And I I just, you gotta think China has billions of people, middle class is growing, economy is, is flourishing. Um, they love technology. They're building their own infrastructure and now to have this segue with Uber as a means of transportation, like, I think it's just gonna, it's gonna blow the company up even more. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's an excellent move for Uber. Um, and I, th- I think they're just playing their cards right, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, I I agree. It's
0: like and we say it, they're they're like a, a technology superpower. Like we talk a lot about Google and Amazon and Facebook, but Uber it has at, at this point. that... Because you got to understand that they have users as well. They they're just picking up random people. All those random people they pick up are actually users. Yeah. They're actually on the app with their information. Yeah. And so there's all kinds of analytics and data that you can get from that too. I mean, Uber exactly. knows everything about me. They know exactly. where I go. They know what I eat. They know what I do. Like they know what I do when I'm in Seattle. They know what I'm doing. when I'm in New York. Mm-hmm. So like that's that's incredible. Like it's really. I mean, it's one thing. I mean, you talk about like. People, you know, all the ability to be able to reverse engineer and reverse data mine and search you and all this other stuff, like through Facebook and Amazon and all those others. I mean, Uber, it's just crazy. Yeah. Anyway, we, and we already, we already talked about the God Eye they have at Uber headquarters, mm-hmm. which was like a giant screen with every car going with every everything. You can zoom in and see who's in the car. George Clooney's going to, you know. The Playboy Mm -hmm. Club or whatever. So you can do that. And the idea of being able to do that globally Mm -hmm. (laughs) is really kind of – that's kind of insane. That really is kind of the god eye. Anyway, so, you know, good for them, I guess. Um, uh, Speaking of worldwide dominance, uh, Facebook uh, or Instagram has now uh, launched a thing called Stories – which people are calling InstaSnap, mm-hmm. which is their version of Snapchat. And, uh, I mean, it seems like an, ine- ine- an inevitable smart move. I mean, uh, you know, Zuckerberg tried to buy Snapchat, like, what, three or four times mm-hmm. and said no, and then finally was like, F it, I'm doing my own. Um, it's interesting that Instagram is 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 grown and such has certain incredible user base that you can launch almost anything off of that Instagram platform as well as Facebook. So okay. uh, I think that's, this is kind of a smart move, but it seems to be, you know, a lot of backlash. Every story I've seen on this, and I was talking a little about this too. Every story that I see is something to the effect of, it's, this is like on Instagram now. Like this is terrible. It's not like Snapchat. This is awful. And then
1: they proceed to like do it for another
0: all day long. Of
1: course. <laughs> but what do you, I what mean, do you think? I definitely don't think I don't. I don't share the same sentiments that a lot of um, critics have as it relates to Instagram. You got to think a few years back, um, Instagram did the same move and they killed Vine. They didn't have video a few yeah. years back, and Vine had the, you know the five second video or whatever, six second video. So Instagram dropped the fifteen second, and and what happened to Vine? Like no one was using it. Right. It was a huge merge and, and transformation from users on Vine to now Instagram. I feel they're doing they're gonna do the same thing. Instagram is a better platform, in my opinion, and I th- I think having this type of integration in it. Yeah, I mean it's, it is kind of like a ripoff. Um, it is a, a carbon copy. It might be nuanced in, in subtle ways, but I think just in terms of all the uh, ability you already have and functionality you already have on Instagram, having this element is just going to further expand their growth and and make them more influ- influential and valuable. Yeah. So, I think it's a good move for for Facebook Instagram to do this. Um, I mean, they have to be competitive against Snapchat. Snapchat is emerging. They are in, in increasing. The value in the marketplace and so they have to I mean this is the battle. This is the, yeah. this is the battle frontier so they have to be able to I guess volley back and this is their way of doing it which I think is awesome how do, you, how do you think this plays out like how do you think this plays out
0: ultimately when the dust settles I mean you know just like we talk about Apple Music versus Tidal versus Spotify you know Bet- Betamax versus VHS whatever how do you think this plays out and it, you know, the dust settles is it is it one big company snap the Facebook or is it like one person wins or is it all go away for some new technology like what, what, how do you see this
1: I mean I, I just I think it'll be a, a continuation of the technology I think there'll be more of a decentralization of, of everything in, in our world and I think there will be some new innovation something that's going to offset you know what we have as tools today and a, a newer better more efficient platform will arise that will you know help us with our communication and how we interact socially um, right now I think you know the, the front runners are Facebook slash Instagram that's my opinion others might say you know, something different. But I think, you know, they've done a great, great job in terms of capturing audiences and giving them the right tools to be able to have, you know, a very fluid communication. And so I, I think they're going to continue to win. Hmm. I bet money on them.
0: Okay. Well, I, 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 I kind of agree. I, I agree. Uh, one of the stories that keep, keeps coming out is, like, uh, I keep hearing about is uh, uh, how Twitter is has is played such a dominant part uh in this uh in this election and how you know Hillary Clinton even put in her speech about it about Donald Trump like he's he can't even handle a bad tweet or whatever mm-hmm. it was, you know. Yeah and people are asking, are we gonna are we gonna when historians look at this speech, are people gonna know be like, what's a tweet? Like, you know, the fact that it's in that. It just makes me wonder about, you know, the longevity of, of these things that are in the moment and that seem here or now, but will they last forever? So we'll see. Yeah. You know? Um all right, so next, uh your boy Will I am uh, is has a new series. I think we tested touched on this before, but um, he has a new, a new series coming to Apple, uh, Planet of the Apps, yeah. uh, which is a reality show about uh, about, about basically de- app developers. I don't know if this is like a Shark Tank situation. I don't know if this is just following these guys around, but Gwyneth Paltrow is involved. Uh, Gary Vanderchuk's involved. I know that uh, Ben Silverman was involved in selling or producing this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, I got, I got no, I got no hot takes. What do I you mean, think? I
1: mean, th- I think this, this is, this is key, and we kind of touched on this last week when we were discussing um, the carpool karaoke and how Apple is using that as a way to drive traffic to. You know, iTunes to Apple Music and developing, you know, franchises or developing hubs within their own ecosystem that's going to help facilitate people consuming their product more. And this is another example of that with the planet of the apps. Like, I don't think Apple is really interested in developing content that's going to compete with linear programming, nonlinear programming. I don't think they're going at Netflix and not going at Amazon's next. What they're trying to do is create, you know, content that will that will help facilitate people purchasing more of their products. And I think this is the perfect show for that because it's, it's a show about app developers. Right. And so they'll they'll they have the potential to win ten million dollars um, with a venture capital funding Jesus. and they'll be promoted, you know, at the top part of, of the app store. So like for for a small company that's developing the next future app, this is a perfect, it's so a win win. You get the promotion and the and the, the promotion and the machine power of Apple as your marketing as your marketing company, and you also get the infrastructure through Apple. So I think this is a way to just drive more traffic to the Apple Store, and I think it's a good way. It's a good way to use content to to promote the product, and yeah. this is a perfect example of that. So,
0: um, I, I mean, I'm not mad at it at all. I don't, I don't. I'm always like kind of like on this don't know why like half hate uh, on, on Will I Am and uh, full hate on Ben Silverman. So when I hear that, I'm like, oh, but I don't know why because I think it's fantastic. You know, I I agree with you. Um and so I just want to see. I look, it only matters if the shit is good. So I want to see like if
1: it's a, if it's going to be good, you know. Yeah, but I don't see how it couldn't be good. Now will it be great? That's a different story. Okay. But I don't see how it can't be good. Yeah. Every everything Apple's done arguably has been, you know, good. above average, so.
0: That's true. That's a good point.
1: Minus the Apple Watch, the iWatch. Oh yeah, Apple Watch, iWatch. Is that dead by the way, do you think? I mean, when when you look at when you look at Apple's uh, financial report for this year, like this is the this is the first time in I believe fifteen years that there's been a decline in terms of their uh, their sales, and especially with the with the watch, like the watch has gone down fifty percent. I saw one for two hundred dollars. Fifty percent in sales. When does that ever happen with any Apple product? Yeah, like the iWatch sucks. When wow. I said it first.
0: Yeah, you did because I, I was I was trying I was really trying to buy one, uh, but now I mean at two hundred dollars, I still not I still don't get one. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay, what, what does it have to take? Does it to go to fifty what, dollars?
1: What, what's the what's the tipping part for me buying Apple Watch? For you buying Apple if Watch? If it ever goes to fifty dollars, that would be shameful it'll yeah. be shameful like because it won't, it won't like Apple is Apple because you want the the newest hottest coveted right. product if it's 50 bucks or it's that affordable it's like why, yeah, why it? and
0: not to mention part of what their wholesale is is that we're giving you these high end stuff these gold you know everything else we're giving you the cool bands like, you're paying for all this extra shit Yeah. so you know uh, I don't know but they're trying to make, Fitbit is like Fitbit is just still smoking them like big time so Absolutely. I don't know that's all. it's all crazy all right. Um, so next, uh, Apple is trying to make some, some dent in their whole diversity uh, it, you know, it, situation for men, for, for women, and minorities. I mean, they're they're trying to um, you know bridge the gap for pay, but more importantly, they're trying to get some more of us in there. And uh, Apple is actually doing the best of a lot of these companies. I mean, um, like this, you know, thirty two percent female, nine percent black, and twelve percent Hispanic, which doesn't sound like a, a lot. It isn't, but if you compare that to like the two and four percent at Facebook and, and Google. You know, then um, that 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 that's something. But there seem that you know they they got um, a lot of historically black colleges coming to the campuses, or they're, they're they're trying to do all kinds of stuff on the diversity programs. I think that like they the fact that they're actively actively trying to do something about this, and, and it doesn't seem like just a uh, a PR uh, face, but putting a good face on a, on this uh, is encouraging for Apple.
1: Oh. Yeah, I think it's encouraging for Apple. Um, I mean, it's a lot of a lot of takes we could have with this one. Well, let me um, say, let me ask you why?
0: Why? Why? why, why? I mean, the obvious question, but why? Why? Why are, why are the percentages so low, especially Google and Facebook?
1: I mean, why? Like most most of the people in the developing. World as it relates to technology, are it's a male dominant, it's a male centric um, world. Like most programmers are men, and most programmers are are either uh, of Asian descent or of, of they're white. They're white. So I feel like because of that, and also how how these industries have started, they started with small nimble nimble teams. Like hey, a friend of a friend, a group of friends that come together with an idea, and they scale up, and they have this now fifty thousand person company. And so I think because of that, like how how it originates kind of determines that and of course you got to talk about just the the social political elements of just business and just how across the board not even the technology industry but all industries you have a problem with diversity and we've had a problem with diversity in this country so I think as it relates to a tech company like Apple like Facebook or Google I think they need to do more because a lot of the arguments are well it's not just about filling our halls with people of color or women we need to find the most qualified people and we don't have we, we don't have access to the qualified people well why don't you invest more money into the schools into in terms of stem programs where we can start to to grow and foster the imagination of young kids in in urban areas and and, and young girls in urban areas that can give them opportunity to develop and have more of an interest in engineering and science and technology and then you use that as your re- recruiting base And so i feel like that's what needs to happen more social responsibility from on these tech companies and just begin to, to like really prime young folks to to get into this industry but in terms of the diversity in the higher upper management ranks like i wonder what those percentages are looking like
0: yeah exactly and and, and um uh it's interesting like that this still happens that there's that still gap when you think of the like the, the the obviously the gap in minorities and and women uh, you would think that these progressive companies don't have those same problems, but they do. I mean, like you look at Apple's; there's still a discrepancy in playing from I minute mean, at Apple of all places. And like, uh, you know, I was having a conversation uh, with someone. They were like, "Well, how does that even happen at Apple?" I'm like, "It's institutionalized. Exactly. This has been going on forever and ever and ever." So I could say it's good that someone looks at these numbers and says, "Okay, well, let's let's bridge these gaps." But um,
1: I don't know. It's it's it, 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 it's sad and encouraging. So the question to you is: How, in your opinion, how do you? If you are the human resources uh, guy, how exactly how do you determine how you fill a position? If you, would well, do you fill a position just because it's a person of color or it's a woman, or do you fill the person because of their qualifications and their expertise? I- you know what I'm saying? Like, because that—that's the argument. Well, we need to find the person that has the most expertise, and that person usually isn't a
0: person of color. Right. Exactly. I think that they're doing it the right way. I think that that—that that, that is always the trap. The trap is to be able to say, okay, right now, today, let me look at these. Let me look at these uh, applications and find the black person and find the Latino person and hire them. That's always the trap because that's where people get in a lot of trouble. What I think the way you do it is what is what's, what, what's the way they're doing it is you start earlier and you go to the historically black colleges and you you look at the pool of people who are like who a, a, a pool of people entering the workforce who would love i don't care i don't care if you're an accountant i don't care if you're a programmer i don't care if you whatever you do you would love to be employed by apple mm-hmm. so the, it doesn't matter you know, i'm looking at a job for everybody like the tech or non-tech so you go to these the pool where these people are these candidates are and then you bring them into your programs early mm-hmm. and then that in that way that's how you change the culture and then wow. you get you know then you build then you get people to promote from in you get uh you know more blacks latinos and women's in higher positions you Starting out, and then and then in in ten years, uh, the culture changed. Like you can't just start right now. Like 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 any any black folks here, you hire. You know, you could do that. You should do that too. I believe, but I think that really starts. Does
1: does that does that does that statement or does that argument kind of is it is it presumptuous in the sense that there are not um, qualified. Women or people of color right now that are ready to take on those no, positions. No, I, I, so absolutely. how do we deal with those people that have the qualifications, they have the expertise, you, but they you, can't even get in? You hire them. I think you have
0: to identify where they like, where they are. Like just like it's easy it's easy to say, okay, well, let's go to the black colleges, but you have to, there has to be a mechanism to be able to identify. I mean, there's the, and I don't care. I mean, you know, there's every every tech conference I go to, there's a version of, uh, you know. Uh, you know, women in gaming, you know, black folks in gaming, you know, women in tech, black folks in tech. There's, there's a version of something like that. You, you just got to be resources to find out where these qualified people are. And then, and then just like you're doing the, like just like you're targeting historically black colleges, you target all these organizations. And, you gotta, and, and, and let it be known, I'm looking for you. If you got ta- talent and if you think you got what it takes, I'm looking for you. So you let it be known, you know, and then, and then people will come. Uh, you hope because that's all, all Apple's do is put the megaphone out. But if, but if, but if the the culture is um, we don't want you, don't 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 bother applying, you know, if you're a female or a woman, if you're female or or or, or black or Hispanic, don't bother applying. Then that, that that's the message that a lot of companies are like inadvertently sending, either directly yeah. or indirectly. I mean, that is
1: the message they're sending silently. Yeah. Um, and Some that, not so silently. Well, yeah. And I think that's where all the criticism comes from. But, I mean, we talk about a lot on the show how even uh, Jesse Jackson has been a proponent of trying to advocate for more diversity in Silicon Valley. And I think he even said in a statement that Apple is um, kind of like, you know, on, on, on the front lines of, of making this more of a more of a talking point, more of a discussion piece. And I think it is good that they are, you know, leading, even though it is slow motion, but slow motion is always yeah. better than no motion.
0: I mean, it's so. it's one of the things their, their numbers are good. But the the good numbers still aren't great at all. It's like, oh, wow. But I can't, like, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but 2 um, uh, to 3% at Google? Google has 57,000 employees and 2% are black and
1: Hispanic. That's terrible. What is that? That's terrible. That's, 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 that's shameful. And what's even more shameful is that when you start to look at the, the, the consuming behavior of, of African-Americans and how much uh, media um, and television and just the this, this overall media that we consume, like, and how we can turn something cool, like, you know, um, Netflix and chill, like, but how many people yeah. of us work at Netflix? Yeah. You know, how, how many people of us, you know, I mean, like, that, that's don't, the don't, 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 don't take that catchphrase, though. Exactly. That's the thing that really <laughs> bothers me. That you know we can be consumers, but we can't be on on you know we can't be in the boardroom making these decisions and helping to push some of these thing, these things through.
0: Well, on that, That's on, troublesome to me.
1: It is troublesome to me too. But on that chicken egg
0: thing, like who like as as a tech as an executive say, whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Is it it's a chicken egg thing? Is it its fault that 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 we aren't? Like do, do we think there's no there's no entry point for us, so we just don't try and get it, get in there, or is, or are or, or no, we def- we're, used, we to I mean, were used to being let out? Um, I mean, we're used to being locked
1: out. I mean, I mean, you know, what, I think we definitely try, and I think we're halted. I yeah. think I think we are. I mean, we have to go through. We got to go through so many. We got to dance. We got to go through so many just obstacles just to just to get the opportunity. I don't yeah. think it, I don't think it's a conversation or an argument about us trying yeah. or us. You know, positioning ourselves to get get the position, an opportunity. I think it's just, man, it's like you said, it's institutionalized, and it's the way it's the way of the world that has always been. I
0: I I dealt with um, dealt with some of that actually very 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 recently, and it shocked me at this late stage of my life and career that I would deal with sort of direct, you know, flat out racism direct at me on a, a professional level really shocked me. I mean I, I feel I feel I felt really naive about it as someone who's really aware of this stuff. So, you know, it happens. It still happens. Yeah. Um the uh next um yeah, uh oh, there it is. Uh <laughs> the human album uh at the the human family, I'm sorry. The human family, uh for Apple they released this it's, it's, which which was um just in time for the Olympics, which I do want to talk about. Um, it's, it's, it's a cool ad voiceover by the um, late Maya Angelou, but I do want to go into or talk to you folks about General Assembly. because We're talking about education. We're talking about tech. Um, so for those of you guys who are looking for a career in tech, business, data, marketing, design, um, trying to get that promotion or that raise, um, look, to excel in your career, you need 21st century training and skills. Hmm. Uh, a company called General Assembly is the largest, most world res- most respected school worldwide uh, for people seeking to grow their talents and master the marketplace. Um, Whether it's, whether it's learning remotely or in person or one of our beautiful campuses, it's, you can join the 350,000 people um, who have already gotten to, to got the training they need to prepare their careers in tech or business. More than two, two, more than 2,500 companies hire uh, worldwide hired GAs graduates with 99% of the graduates who participate in GAs career services landing a new role in the field within six months of starting their job search. That's okay. incredible. To uh, so take control of your talent and career now, and find more about G A. Um, dot co backslash geek. Yes, um, go to G A. dot co backslash geek. Uh, enter the promo code geek um, and save on your first class or workshop event. That's G A. dot co. Backslash geek code word or promo code geek. Um, I mean General Assembly. There they, it they, they, is. There's some, there's some education and some entry points right there. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh, family. Uh, the, the human out. Al- the human fact. You call the human album. Why don't you the the human family ad, uh, which is sort of is this, this sort of like internationally based. Like we're all under one roof kind of a uh, you know a beautiful
1: uh ad by by apple what would you what do you make of this how nice how <laughs> nice that we will market the human the human family but when we look at the the ranks of our our of our infrastructure it's not as as diverse as our as our marketing tool no
0: oh, oh. hey i'm oh. just i'm just saying
1: anyway <laughs> i mean that's a great point i think you know just being philosophical and just yeah, this, this is a great ad. You know, the Olympics brings the world together. Um, like we are, we we. It's, it's what humanity is all about. You know, I've traveled many places throughout the world, and you know, humans are humans. Like we, we do, we do pretty much the same thing. Right. Like we have cultural nuances and differences, and that that makes us unique. But at, at our core, what makes us human is 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 a is a thread that we all share. And so I, I think you know, as Apple being a global company and speaking to you know billions of people around the world this is a great um representation of that especially that is being shot by apple consumers and users everything all the visuals are shot by people that own iphones a shot with the iphone um so i think that is good kind of like using like uh using some ugc user generated content and using that as their marketing tool to kind of speak the this ideal or this 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 philosophy of oneness i think it is i think it is philosophically sound um so yeah, I I applaud uh, Steve. I applaud I, I I applaud Apple and um and what they're trying to do with social responsibility. Even though it is paced very slow, I think it is good still as an icon and rep- representative of what things should be. So, okay. what do you think about it?
0: Uh, I think it's I, I think it's fine.
1: I think I think I think
0: uh, it's funny you said that because I'm you know it, it comes in the heels of a, this this report and reading this research and. It just is the first time Apple. I'm usually a sucker for Apple campaigns and Apple's sort of a, uh, uh, you know, uh, one world global mentality, uh, all inclusive, and, you know, sort of uh, mentality. And it's the first time I've actually just like you saw it as a marketing campaign. And then like I don't. But even even then the past way back into in the 90s would think different. I thought mm-hmm. those ads were amazing. I think mean, yeah. everything Apple does is amazing. It has evokes all this sort of feeling. And I'm an Apple user and consumer, but. When you look at these numbers I and mean, then you see this ad come out at the same time of like the global oneness of Apple, it's like it, it just feels like, yeah, it feels like I'm being marketed to. Absolutely. So I just, it just I have mixed feelings, mixed emotions, but I think it's a good piece of marketing. I yeah. think it's a good ad week story. Yeah. I think it's not a good uh, business week story. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, whatever. It, it's, yeah, the UGC is great, Apple. Fantastic! The Apple knows how to, how to how to do that stuff very well. Now yeah. they can just hire some more folks. We're all set. Exactly. Um, anyway, uh, all right. So moving on. Uh, Google. Oh man. Oh no, no. Before that, Japan, Japan, Japan's okay. Well, yeah, Japan, Japan's gonna. You can watch uh, the Olympics in in eight K supervision. Um, actually, this may be cool, assuming that 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 you know. You know this can work, but I like the idea of. We talked about this. I mean, if if there's anything that lends itself to 8K or 4K, it's sports. I mm-hmm. think that's it's almost like the only one thing that happens every four years where the 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 hottest best way to broadcast and ve- and, and receive uh mm-hmm. you know information uh is, is the Olympics because it's especially opening ceremony. To see that in 8K absolutely. would be spectacular.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean. I think it's it's spectacular that Japan already has this technology and four K <laughs> in Japan is like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then four K here people are barely, you know, able to buy the TVs, you know. And still you know, content makers and developers are still trying to, you know, create a marketplace for four K um content. So I, I think I think it's good that, you know, we have the technology. I I I would love to see something eight K in virtual reality and just the fact that we have, you know, a, the, the opportunity to be able to produce content with such high resolution where it's almost unreal looking at a screen, I think is amazing. And not just the uh, the resolution of the TV, but also the sound dynamics. Um, I mean, we have 5.1 in our homes now. There, this thing right here is 22.1, 22 different points in, in the surround sound where you could hear and have, have different sounds placed. I think that is pretty amazing that you could have something that sophisticated in your home and to be able to experience, you know, something like the Olympics or a movie with with that type of quality, like that, that's mind blowing. You, you can so. hear someone from like the, you know, the, the 200th row, like, oh, hello,
0: no, no. you're <laughs> like, whoa, like, from like I'm, I'm
1: at the Olympics, yeah. I'm at there, you know,
0: yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that uh, that would be amazing. I would love to have that immersive experience and see yeah. uh, what's going on. And I, I, don't, I don't know that, uh, I don't know that I can handle it. Like I said, we talked about this before, the, the virtual reality, I was able to try. Uh, some folks I'm working with at uh, Duallity do a lot of virtual reality work, so I was actually able to try one of their virtual reality joints with mm-hmm. the tactile things. Mm-hmm. And it's like completely immersive. And everything mm-hmm. I'm looking at are all sort of 2D images right. already, but I am completely immersed in this whole world. Yeah. And it's—I can imagine an 8K situation that's yeah. like I, I don't know what my brain would—I don't know what your brain would do.
1: You know? I mean, that's where we're headed. Like that—that's what's really gonna make. Well, I mean, different topic, obviously, but in terms of virtual reality, that's really what's gonna make the industry explode once it becomes, almost real, almost visually realistic. Now, like the quality, the quality isn't there, in my opinion, um, from a lot of the stuff that I've demoed. Like, I mean, it's it's great because it it's a great beta thing to, to kind of test the technology. But like, once I can put some goggles on, or maybe not even goggles, maybe I can go into an environment where it looks completely real because of the yeah. resolution then, then that's the game changer the holodeck you know, or like, like the matrix Trek, or the matrix you know? yeah
0: oh god you can jack that thing in your... <laughs> like that's uh, yeah man it's it's coming science fiction uh, alright so Google is, is sending a bunch of the YouTube stars out to Rio to live stream the Olympics they're seeing like, a lot of the big stars Um, it's it's, it's Google's way of covering the Olympics if you will Mm -hmm. they've got you know obviously Google and YouTube I should say YouTube has you know like more than a handful now they've got a gang of people who are who have you know eight Eight and uh, nine figure, you know, uh, followers and then views. So they're able to bring these people out to the Olympics and and get and see Rio through their favorite YouTube stars' point of view. Mm -hmm. Uh, It sounds pretty smart to me at first glance.
1: What do you think of this? I think it's very smart as it relates to um, a monetization play, because I mean this this year more than any other year, um, the ad buys are the highest ever. Because I mean we live in a, a a world now where it's not just linear programming where you have to watch the olympics as it's presented you can watch it as you want you have both options you can watch it in real time and you can watch it on your own time and you can customize your experience and so because of that there's more opportunity for a, a company a brand to advertise and so youtube is capitalizing on that using these youtube stars and, and their audience to be able to connect connect this experience or the youtube stars experience in brazil with you know a brand who's going to pay pay some ads and so i think for for the audience that's watching the content, I think it's great because it gives them kind of like a a bird's eye fly on the wall experience with one of their favorite you know influencers, and then from a, a brand's perspective, it gives them the ability to target that audience with you know whatever product they're selling. And I think everyone's going to be tuned into the Olympics this year for a number of reasons, like because of because of technology, because of all the the news surrounding the Olympics as it. it not being ready infrastructurally and all the disease and stuff i think that's heightening people's awareness and and wanting to see what's going to happen so i think um yeah i I just think that within the next two weeks like it's going to be olympics everything you know we're going to be seeing it everywhere it's going to be a part part of our our cultural conversation you know Yeah. yeah for sure
0: um I, I I agree a thousand percent. I think that like uh, this again, for, and also for people who, you know, their only entry point to sports or to the Olympics or to anything else is like you know like you think of my like my daughter's generation. She's she's all YouTube, mm-hmm. all all you know, YouTube all the time. So the idea of she's not gonna sit down and like fire up NBC and check out Bob Costas, you know. So her entry point to whatever the Olympics has to offer is through the internet mm-hmm. and then specifically through YouTube. So you know we'll see. Um, uh, we'll see. Um, I, I, think, I think I think it's great. I, um, I think it's a great idea. Uh, all right. So next, uh, here's what I've been afraid of. Comcast wants to sell your web history. to. to and here's what we're going to do for you, Akili. Like, we're going to give you a good deal on cable. You like cable? How much cable right now? $100? I tell you what, I'm going to give you cable for $65 a month. All you have to do is just let me get let me share your information. Not even that. I'm sorry. Let, 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 let me uh, track your information. Just to just to track your information for a bit, I'll give you uh forty
1: five percent off of your cable bill. Are you sold? Hey. I mean for some people, yeah, they would be sold because maybe they're not they're not doing much on the internet, you know? Maybe yeah. they're not searching that much. Maybe their traffic is minimal. Okay. And maybe they could they could they could use that extra discount. But for someone like me, no, I would never do that. <laughs> not gonna, I really I really don't even wanna have cable, number one. Right. And number two, like, okay, you'll give me forty bucks off, forty percent off for you to have my Intimate information to be able to no, just track it. No, you're gonna use that and sell it. Right. You're gonna use that and exploit it. And so, no, nah, I'm good. I, I mean, and that's why it's a conversation with the FCC because I mean, we have they have the FCC has to protect you know our rights. And if that is you know something that will be exploitive or it would de- de- demean mean um, us as consumers, I think you know that is what the the conversation piece is. And the argument for Comcast is that hey, well, a lot of these. A lot of these ISP, a lot of these uh, these uh, social media platforms do the same thing. Like yeah. Facebook, you know, they have their terms and conditions, and you sign up, and you can use the platform, and they get your information. How come we can't do the same thing? Yeah. So that's the argument they're making. Do you think that's a sol- a sound argument? Yeah, I think I think it's, I think I think it's a very sound argument. I don't know. Uh,
0: I you know I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I I, I I'm, I'm with you though. It's just it's just I, I as long as. You know, we're, we're in an Asian world now, as you said, that, like, we're in a, a terms and conditions world where we just so many, there's a whole documentary on it. Like, well, so much of our life away have signed up, signed, signed away on terms and conditions. And, like, it's just, I think there just needs to be, people need to be just aware of what they're getting themselves into, what they're signing themselves away for, what the consequences are. And I think there's a there's a somewhat responsibility of the of the marketer or the corporation to not try to trick you, the consumer, into...
1: Well, when has that ever been the case?
0: I know, never. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Well, uh, you know, if uh, they're probably get, are not going to get political. But anyway, yeah, it's so. Yeah, it's, I mean, look, these these companies need oversight. The companies need people to tell them you can't do that to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Companies left to their own devices will. Do shit to their own devices. It's capitalism. They're, exactly. gonna, they're, they're trying to make money. They're trying to help you. Exactly. So, like, I don't. I don't. This just, you know, they. Just, this, this. That's just kind of what's, that's what. This is boils down to, to to me. Yeah. Like, this is all the more reason why you need regulation and you know federal division, intervention, intervention yeah. you know, of these things, and not just sh- shut everything down. Let let companies do what they want. Absolutely. Because they will not do the right
1: thing. Yeah. Um, Those are the right thing for themselves. Exactly, yeah. always, because they're trying to make money. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I want to sk- skip this one, this next one. I want to go right to the Pokemon Go. Uh, so Pokemon Go, there's a, a, a class action lawsuit, and you kind of knew this was coming. It's a five million one. one. I'm sure it's the first of many, but it basically just alleges that, you know, the creators of Pokemon Go have not taken into account or respect these public places that people are trouncing around and 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 and, 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 and uh, these, these places basically saying like you have no right to come to this place to put shit here at this place because and make all these people come here mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't know I mean, it, so- it sounds very like uh, ambulance chasey, but they may have a point.
1: Um, I I think they do have a point. I don't think that, you know, I think the concept of using um, AR augmented reality and and using GPS functionality is going to be something that's going to emerge in in a different form. It may not be Pokemon Go, but imagine being able to have this scavenger hunt type of app, or you know, and be able to have Foot traffic, foot traffic in your business increase. What happens if that's working for businesses? In this case, it's not. But what happens if it was? What happens if it's more of a positive? Like, you're getting more... You, you might get a deal by coming into this mall and be able to shop in the mall by collecting whatever. And so right. I think that that's what the concept of Pokemon Go was in terms of that, like, being being able to set up some infrastructure where you could be able to bring in the ad revenue. And so I think with this, though, I mean, it's kind of out of out of, out of hand in the sense that people are knocking on neighbors' doors and just is dealing with trespassing, is yeah. dealing with, you know, I guess like yes. <laughs> sa- sa- sacred spots like landmarks that are, that, that yeah. have, have that need sensitivity when you're there. And I think all that is being just trampled on. And I think, I think, yeah, there needs to be some type of oversight, but I think the technology is awesome.
0: The technology is incredible. And I, but but I think that there's a, I mean there's, a, there's one story i read about like in Washington, at Arlington Cemetery, People walking around on the, on the, at the great, the, like, that's no good. Yeah,
1: that's, that's terrible.
0: <laughs> you know, like walking around looking for Pokemon.
1: That's terrible. Anyway,
0: uh, moving on. Uh, I don't know what to make of this. It's really like it, it, it's melting my brain, but Suicide Squad is getting killed. Getting absolutely killed. I mean, like, worse than Batman versus Superman killed. Right. Uh, it's really getting killed, and I, I don't know. I don't know how this is possible because I love David Ayers. Like, I love In The Watch. I love Fury. Like, I love his writing. I love his directing. The cast... Like the, the trailers are, looked incredible. Like, how could this movie be so bad? Or is it that bad? Or Joe what do you if think? I may,
1: real quick. Yeah, Mark from the booth here.
0: Hey. Um, we just wrapped up a after show with our DC movie news panel. Yes, who did not agree in the least bit with any of the reviews. Oh, good. So it's really subjective. A lot of the DC fans are really responding well to it. It's just the quote-unquote common moviegoer that may not be understanding the whole point or execution oh hmm.
1: well thank you so much mark I, that's okay. interesting because a lot of the reviews are from like top tier news outlets like time magazine like, all, like Fair. Manity, yeah all, <laughs> all these i mean so that, that i mean i'm kind of on the fence like i still want to see the movie um but i don't know like Usually, when the reviews are this uh, polarizing, usually it's right, you know. Well,
0: I, I will say that uh, I did, I did see uh, Batman vs. Superman, and reviews were terrible. I didn't, I didn't hate it as much. I actually, actually liked it, but they were not as bad as this. I don't know. The reviews. But, I mean, the review, the, the, the movie I didn't see was Fantastic Four because the reviews were so bad. I didn't bother. And and were they right or wrong? Well, I didn't bother seeing it. I don't know. I didn't bother because they were so they were so bad. But I, but but you know, but I'm a DC guy mark i'm a dc guy like I, this this can't be this none of this can be right and i i'm really um i, I do, i'm just curious when you see uh these reviews from vanity fair and buzzfeed and in new york times and vulture and the chronicle and time magazine and rolling stone magazine i mean are these these are not yeah, these are cultural these are these are, these are culture, more culture influ- exactly influencer magazines this like. is this isn't just uh, the, San- the sacramento Bee. Exactly. like are they
1: all wrong
0: like any movie, it's a result of you can't go with exactly what the critics say you have to form your own opinion if you're if you all are dZ fans I'm pretty sure you're gonna have a good time whether you like the movie or not yeah okay I, 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 you're probably right fair enough okay uh m- moving moving on uh, i'm gonna see it I'm gonna hopefully see it this maybe this weekend I'm, I think I'm gonna try to catch up on life this weekend and see like forty movies uh, so maybe I'll see that uh moving on uh uh stranger things. As I said before, I finally saw Stranger Things, and 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 I was I was loving it. I was loving the, uh, uh, I don't know what what it's about yet, but because <laughs> I've only episode one. But I will tell you this. What I will say is, it the whatever these 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 uh, these cats are doing, the Duffer Brothers. Um, I don't know anything about them. I've done, I haven't done my research yet, uh, but I'm assuming they're my age because this movie is like. It captures 1983 perfectly, not just not just 1983 perfectly in, in what, what I'm looking at, but I'm talking about the way it's shot. It looks and feels like a movie I would see. It looks like Gremlins, a Poltergeist, mm-hmm. E.T. It feels like something like I'm talking about shot for shot, and what it, it, and what they're wearing, the characters. It's it's really amazing. Yeah. But but the story is they want to make a video game to bridge seasons this 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 season and season two.
1: Yeah, um, because season two. Allegedly is going to start a year from where season one left off and so they want to be able to have this, you know Ancillary content in the form of a video game that will kind of communicate, you know, what happened in that year And so I think which is very smart um, and it, for for us geeks and nerds out there just gives us another opportunity to engage with you know a, a becoming favorite franchise um, in, a, in a new way in a new cool way, so I think it's it's kind of smart that they'll they're, they're teetering with the idea of doing that so right well um yeah
0: that, that's uh that I, I agree um we'll, we'll um we'll see I think we're out of time but I just want to get to this last story on Star Wars uh, ABC is is in talks and then in talks to do a Star Wars Lucasfilm series. series uh, didn't work out so well for them with uh with their Marvel stuff uh, you know Agent Carter agents of shield, but uh you
1: know are you hopeful for for a Star Wars ABC series yeah. ABC. You know, I I like the exploration of, you know, these, these hallmark, you know, gigantic franchises that are pivoting, you know, their intellectual property in different ways, like with... What Marvel's doing with Netflix and ha- having us have the opportunity to have the the non-linear option and to be able to binge watch, you know, one of our favorite characters, I think that that's dope. And then having it on, you know, linear television and watching it, you know, each week, and then having, you know, the movie experience, like having all the all the 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 ways that we consume information at our disposal and us being able to choose, you know, how we how we watch it when we watch it. And so, I think that. For star wars i think that would be a great thing to have a star wars option on you know ott a star wars option in the theater a star wars option on you know network television so i think that with this franchise it could definitely work it would just have to be done well you know if it's so good exactly I've, I've, i just want to say
0: i have zero faith in abc's ability to, to do anything but a shonda rhimes show wow i said it Damn. that's it i got that. that that includes sports that includes football it includes I mean, that includes, uh, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel's cool. Um, but that, I mean, I really have, no, I have zero faith in their ability to execute anything. I'm Man, just, I, I don't I know the last drama on ABC that, outside of the Shondaland world, that I was, like, excited about. What, what? Castle? You watching Castle? Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. So that's just me. Anyway. But the thought of it. I yeah. Think is, yeah. The thought of it. We'll cool. see. Um, all right, folks. Uh, that's all we got for this week. Uh, we're going to try to catch up on some stuff. Uh, you know, uh, over the week um, um, I probably want to try to talk some Star Trek stuff 50th anniversary Star Trek stuff next week because a, uh, a documentary we've been working on is going to air on the History Channel on Sunday so maybe I'll try to have some, some Star Trek guests in here or something like that um, but other than that um,
1: we will see you next week uh, oh Keely where can the people find you Yeah, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at KeelyShine a-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. Where can I find you? You can find me
0: um, on Twitter and Instagram, at braz one on Snapchat, at JK Braz. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week.